Um, one of the groups, so one of the groups I joined was uh, Chinese real estate investing. Mm-hmm. And you just never know with groups what you're going to find as far as how valuable they are. I ended up meeting a gentleman online in one of these Chinese groups. So then he looked at my profile, asked me to come talk to his CEO. And long story short, I wrote a $40 million offer in the District of Columbia in December for this guy's boss, who I met at this Chinese meetup group through LinkedIn. Grab a cup of coffee, a notepad and a pen. Coffee for closes only. It's time to talk marketing. Stick around, pal. I still got a lot to teach you. Each week, we bring you some of the best marketing conversations with entrepreneurs who are outthinking, outperforming, and out-earning their competition. No frills, no fluff. And now your host, Jonathan Taylor. All right, welcome back to the show this week. I'm your host, Jonathan Taylor. This week, we're talking marketing with a guest this week, Cheryl Spangler. She is the owner of Forbes Real Estate Group up in Alexandria, Virginia. Today, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn marketing. I know a lot of people are on LinkedIn. Everybody's got their profiles if you're B2B, but a lot of people really aren't utilizing the benefits from a marketing standpoint of generating leads, high-quality leads for your business. And uh, today I wanted to really talk with someone who's out there really utilizing it. I didn't want to talk to someone who's, quote, a social media expert that's telling us how to do this. I really want to talk to somebody who is actually doing it in their business and growing enormously through uh, LinkedIn and using it to really generate more sales and more business. And so that's why I have Cheryl Spangler on today. And Cheryl, thanks for joining me today and sharing a little bit about your business and your story. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Happy to share. Well, I got to tell you, when I read your um, your response to uh, my query, yours stood out the most because as I'm always interested in people that are out there doing it, you know, they're in the middle of the battle out there every day as entrepreneurs and business owners. What struck me was that just how much you had kind of focused uh, in moving towards LinkedIn, you were going to move a, a significant por- portion of your time and your efforts into LinkedIn to grow your business. And we're going to get into talking about that. But before we begin, I want you maybe to back up and share a little bit about your business, your background, and uh, and your company. Uh, well, I've been in real estate. Before real estate, I was in the high-tech industry, more like product marketing. And I got into the real estate industry in 2002 as a real estate agent and became a broker, and then bought an exit realty franchise, and then another and another. I ended up about three years ago selling three uh, franchises and a title company and starting my own boutique brokerage in D.C. and Virginia. So right now I am the owner and broker of Forbes Real Estate Group and very happy. And I've done a lot from teaching agents what to do, learning it myself, but I feel like I'm kind of an expert at starting over because when you're an agent and you go to being a broker, you kind of have to find yourself and then you go back to being an agent. And now I'm kind of working broker. So 
I kind of have started over a lot and it keeps me on my game. The company that you've owned now, Forbes uh, Real Estate Group, how long have you had that business? Um, that is my own independent real estate brokerage and it's about two years new. Prior to LinkedIn, let's go kind of back because you've been on, you say you've been on LinkedIn probably since what, 2007 and everybody kind of jumped on but you really didn't start utilizing it right away. What are some things that you were doing prior to that to really generate business pre-LinkedIn? I mean, I've always, I've been on every social network when they start, but basically 80% of my business came from referrals, mouth, you know, word word of mouth, um, face-to-face, just previous clients. And that's kind of what I focused on was to try that 80-20 rule. Like I spent 80% of my time, 20% of my top clients, and worked on just getting referrals. And the challenge, that still is the case I get, you know, by referral. The challenge, though, is that just like when we buy shoes, everyone is wanting to know, in addition to word of mouth, they want to know online, like, what your reviews look like. They want to know what you look like and do everything before they actually talk to you. And the last thing to do is they call a real estate agent. Right. So I, I, you know, I looked around at all the social networks and it's like, I, I utilize all of them in a different way, but you have to focus on something. So before it was pretty much the standard by referral, calling, door knocking. I say that in all different ways, you know, even if you're just kind of out and about in the area you focus on and um, the internet pay-per-click. How effective has that been for pay-per-click? I mean, for buying leads, it's, I think I've, I've literally tried almost every pay-per-click uh, lead generating <laughs> right. system, really. And right now I am, I am utilizing one because there's so many things that are thrown at real estate agents or any business. Do this and you'll get a bunch of leads. Oh, and sure, yeah. So you kind of have to decide, okay, I'm going to pick two, maybe three things, and I'm just going to spend all my time doing that. And everyone that pops into my world throughout the week that says, you should do this, you're just going to kind of set it aside and say no, because every morning I do this for 30 minutes, and then I do this for three hours. And LinkedIn is something, you know, I just, I looked around and I had a LinkedIn profile since 2007, and I actually did have maybe 10 or 15 recommendations of people that just kind of did it on their own. And, but I mean, it wasn't up to date. I didn't have real interesting keywords in there. And I thought, you know, this is something where I don't even know what's going on with LinkedIn. So I just decided I'm going to make this a source of revenue because I don't hear anyone talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things. So, so many people treat it as a, uh, just a place to put your resume on. Uh, here's my work history and my resume and my professional portfolio. And, and that's where that stays. And yeah, occasionally somebody might stumble upon it, but they don't, people don't really see it as a, well, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people do see it as a marketing tool, but a lot of people don't. They just think it's a great place to uh, store their professional profile. I agree. And some people, you know, it's 15 years old and the photo isn't there and (laughs) you really kind of go onto their profile and you just think, well, they probably haven't logged in in a very, very long time, like years. Now you made a, you made a conscious decision about a year ago and you decided that you were going to get 25% of your business in real estate from LinkedIn. So you made a really conscious effort that you were going to explore and really tap into the benefits. So what are some things that you have started doing on LinkedIn that you can share with us? 
and we're going to talk about this because you're documenting that, as you mentioned, um, even before the show, and we'll talk about this. You're kind of documenting this in, into a book, and I think it's a great idea because uh, I know there's a lot of uh, uh, brokers that could benefit from uh, from this information. But if you would, uh, just share with us just some things that you've done that have benefited you uh, some of the f- features on LinkedIn that uh, you've been able to tap into and utilize that have really gotten some really great results? Well, there's so many. Um, first, I would say that when I first looked at my profile, I realized that there's so much more to LinkedIn that so many people don't realize. And it doesn't always have to do with how do we get business. Like how you want to get business may not be how you end up getting business. Sure. So, at first, I went through and tried to figure out, you know, am I actually filled out? Have I filled out every single section? I mean, I didn't have anything in my volunteer section. I didn't, I hadn't uploaded any videos. People don't even know you can do that. Right. Um, you can embed them. You can add SlideShare. You can, you know, add YouTube now. I mean, everything. You still can't add Haiku Deck slides, which is kind of where I'm, I have a big presence on Haiku Deck. Right. But I went through every single section I I searched the top contributors, actually, because I would see people with, like, thousands of likes. And I'm like, I want to get thousands of likes on my... How do I get thousands of people to see my post? Sure. <laughs> so I searched the top contributors and noticed that they were either writers who were being promoted by another source mm-hmm. and then re- referenced to LinkedIn. Um, I searched my mentors... I guess the first thing on LinkedIn for me was to figure out who am I connected to and who do I need to be connected to before I even make LinkedIn work. Because um, I found that I was mostly connected to real estate agents, which they weren't going to be buying homes for me. And so I basically connected to my local area, searched by area, so let's say Alexandria, and I found you know like all the firefighters, and all the policemen, and all the every category of person that might be buying or selling and I tried to every day connect with 10 of them. Um, And in return, people that see that you're connecting with them or inviting them to connect with you will go look at your profile. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as you're trying to connect with all these people, you need to kind of make sure you go through your profile and, I mean, get meticulous. I went to Google AdWords and I searched the most desirable words around real estate and I made sure that my profile had those in it. I like that strategy. So you went to research what people are actually looking for when they are looking for when they're looking for a real estate agent, you were looking for those keywords related in your were those geographic specific to your area or were you just looking for general terms that people are looking for? Well, some of them were well, number 1 in my bio I did put Every single, I have a section in my bio that basically has every name of every single development Mm -hmm. that I service in the three to four cities that I work. And so if anyone's searching anything on the internet for a particular neighborhood name, because people, you know, search where they really want to be, or, you know, in a zip code and neighborhood name, and I'm going to pop up. Right. My LinkedIn profile does pop up like in the top five Google searches when people are just generally searching Google. Um, I also connected with CEOs that I admired. I mean, I think when people go to your profile, they look to see, do you have any posts? And these aren't just uh, updates. 
And another thing I think people don't realize when they use auto programs like PageMoto to <laughs> propagate out, like I want to post to multiple social networks at once. Right. So I use this program to post. Well, all it's doing in LinkedIn is just sending an update status. Yeah. And that's not the same as a post. So I think people don't realize you can actually post something that's, that's static, will never change, never leave. And that was before ProFinder. And so I started doing these posts and kind of made it a game that I wanted to see, you know, which post brought the most attention. I was trying to see of the people who cared about real estate, what drew them to look at my, you know, posts. Right. And my first success with LinkedIn was really that. It was connecting with a lot of CEOs of companies that I admired, of people higher up, even like my own like life mentors, you know, nothing to do with business. And then one day I got an inquiry from Inman News, from one of the editors who had seen a couple of my posts, articles, and said, you know, would you like to write for us? And I was thinking, yes, I mean, <laughs> I, I write on the side, I yeah. love to write. And so Inman News is basically <laughs> for the top, you know, number one real estate site for brokers and realtors. So now I'm an inman contributor, writer, ambassador, and I go to all the events and I help with everything, and it's just completely changed my life. And that's just, you had only posted, what, three, you said uh, like three or four posts before you were contacted? Probably posted about 10 things. Okay. And actually, right right now, I probably only have like maybe 300 posts. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I that's... posted about 10 things, and the one that got their attention was one titled, 13 Things Real Estate Agents Don't Do. Mm. And that was that was the beginning of my, not the beginning, but it was just the realization that people want to hear what not to do more than they want to hear what to do. Right. Typically, how long are your articles? I mean, what is there a specific length of content that you're doing? I mean, a traditional article, we're thinking somewhere between a 500 to 1,000 word uh, article. Are you are these about that length in, in, uh, as far as the uh, these posts go? Yeah, they're about 800 words or less. Okay. I mean, I, I literally followed people that I saw people that, like Richard Branson, just as an example. I mean, he posts things that I read almost every time. These catchy headlines. Mm-hmm. They have bullets. There's a point to be made, and you're not just ranting about something you own or that you're trying to promote. It's right. Really, You're really giving valuable content, Yep. and you're sharing your personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And the day I wrote the 13 things real estate agents don't do, I literally was sitting at my computer thinking, you know, I've been in this business at the time, you know, it was like 12 years. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to write down, if people really are trying to get into the business, I wish that they would read this because it's like, you know, don't do this and here's what you should do. (laughs) And it was just like my thoughts. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was really just sitting thinking, so, so, and every article after that was really my own personal thoughts. Instead of regurgitating something you already found on the internet into LinkedIn. So you're, what you're doing is, in other words, positioning yourself as an expert through content on LinkedIn. And again, I think, you know, you presented a really important point there is, is you're not promoting yourself. You're offering valuable content that people can read and gain some, some insight from. And that's really your main thing. You're providing value as much as you can uh, through your content. Yes, I used. I really used initially. I used Google. I mean, I used LinkedIn as my blog. Mm-hmm. My post became my blog, and it was really all unique content straight from my head. 
because I found that that's really all people wanted to hear. I mean, they, it is, you know, the first source of information. Right. So this led, so once you started posting through LinkedIn, obviously this led to you becoming a writer. Now, how often do you post in this other publication that, that, um, that contacted you? So Inman News is, um, you know, just a worldwide real estate resource. And as an Inman writer and contributor, I basically, I can actually produce as many articles as I want. Sure. But after that happened, as many articles as you can write and they can approve, you can get published online. And it's basically a subscriber-based online real estate information source. So yeah. over three million, 3 million people subscribe to Inman News. So at that point, it turned, you know, they want to be the first source of information. So I started writing articles for them. And then once they, they would publish it, I would then post it on LinkedIn, which would still be good. So you're utilizing that... Uh that content not once but twice <laughs> right and it's still been you know a huge benefit on LinkedIn I, I no matter what I do where I post I always repost on LinkedIn so are you able to track the engagement of your post on LinkedIn to see you know how much engagement you're getting from the post that you submit yes I'm still frustrated with my engagement <laughs> Yeah, I'm still analyze it to death because every week LinkedIn, of course, they're so wonderful the way they send you a weekly update of every post and what the engagement looks like. So you get this email and basically can see you know, how many people clicked on it, liked it, and commented. And right. I'm always interested to see which brings the most comments and likes. But I have to engage as much as people engage with me in order to get them up. So yep. that became like my next thing. I said great, I've got all this, but I need, I need a deal to prove that this works. Mm -hmm. So I went to, I know that LinkedIn will allow you to join up to 50 groups, but sure. you cannot join them all at once because basically once you join about 10, it locks you out for about 20 days. And then unless you sub upgrade to a premium membership, which by the way, for everyone listening, I'm not even a premium member. Um, I'm simply still using the free because I just wanted to do this using the free membership right. and just test that out. Right. Um, which means I can't see all the people that look at my profile and I also can only subscribe to so many groups within a certain period of days. Uh, so I started joining up to the 50 groups that they will allow and asking for more recommendations. And I also added all uh, different languages. I realized that you can add different LinkedIn profiles in different languages. So... I, myself, part of my goals this year were to start working with Chinese investors and also along with that goal was to learn Mandarin. So I changed an added LinkedIn profile in Chinese and Spanish in French. Not that I speak all those languages, but I just want to be able to grasp everyone who does. And just promoted that on Facebook by boosting it to my area, uh, promoted it Basically, I did a promotion through Facebook to bring people to my LinkedIn. It's like if if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn in different languages, you know, just you know, just to gain all the cultures because I help a lot of people from India. Just a lot of people do speak different languages. That's interesting. I mean, up to how many languages can you have your profile in? I mean, as many as you want, or um, let's see if you. On your profile, right beside your your name, yeah, you can actually click on the down arrow and it says "Add my LinkedIn profile in a different language." Um, That's really cool. There's probably thirty languages 
you can create it in 30 different languages. That's cool. I love that. Because, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, and that's important. If you do business worldwide, you could be missing out on, on you know, people in France or, as you mentioned, Spain or Russia. Who knows? You know, so you mentioned China as being a big uh, investors from China being a big market that you need to uh, obviously address and, and getting get in front of. So that's a great you know benefit uh, from a standpoint of being able to uh, have your information in front of them. Um, one of the groups, so one of the groups I joined was uh, Chinese real estate investing, mm-hmm. and you just never know with groups what you're going to find as far as how valuable they are. Because yeah. I, in person, I attend a lot of local meetup groups, mm-hmm. and everything from new entrepreneur meetup groups to um, shark shark feed called shark feeding meetup groups, right? Which are basically just where Speakers like the governor will come and talk about how to get entrepreneurs, new business started. I mean, everything that you can think of as far as face-to-face groups I've tried. So when right. I joined the Lincoln Community Groups, I tried to focus on finding groups in the areas that I want to sell to. Yeah. I ended up meeting a gentleman online uh, in one of these Chinese groups that I had met at a local meetup group that really nothing happened because you're, you go to these groups, you hand your business card out, and people kind of... Yeah basically mingle and then you leave yeah and um the same gentleman was uh, joined in this group so then he looked at my profile asked me to come talk to his ceo mm-hmm. and long story short i wrote a 40 million 40 million dollar offer in the district of columbia in december for this guy's boss who i met at this chinese meetup group through linkedin fantastic wow <laughs> So it's like you join these groups and you can't just sit there and let you know and watch everything that comes through your feed. Right. You need to engage. engage yeah. Even though you think that what you're, so many people just are so afraid to like post something that maybe their stuff is not valuable enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just don't know enough. They're not informed. Everything you post can lead to something. And so I would say just really engaging conversation, even a sentence or two with some people within a group. Yeah. That's um that's amazing. That led to a forty million dollar. I mean, and, and this was inside of, and these this was an investors group with this uh, like a Chinese investors group on uh, on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, it's actually called Chinese Investors, and there's a couple of them, maybe five. And this one, I just always look at the group to see how many members and how active they are. If you yeah. go into the group and there's never not not been anything posted for. There has to be something posted at least once a week for me to join. Right, right. And I need to see some engagement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some activity. <laughs> you got to see if this group's alive or not. So is there a size? Do you look at different sizes of groups, how big they are, or is it mostly, are you focused mostly on the engagement? Actually, I like there to be at least at least 25 members, but mm-hmm. if you're looking at a group that's kind of small in your local area, I mean, 25 could be big. Right. Um. But I went to a an event because that's another thing I found on these LinkedIn groups is people are always posting local events. Sure. So I found out about an event on LinkedIn group for just networkers, and I went to it. It was in D.C. It was kind of like a startup entrepreneurial thing. And a gentleman was there speaking, talking about how he had started a LinkedIn group. And this I didn't even do. I, I, I didn't even start a LinkedIn group until after that. I went to this, found out about this event through LinkedIn, went to this event, the guy stood up and talked about how he started this LinkedIn group for 
people who get out of like in the intelligence field to share and get work, kind of like monster.com mm-hmm. for um, people who were in the intelligence industry. Mm-hmm. They just decided to start a LinkedIn group to connect these people that seem to be out in the world floundering. And his story is that he started this group and now there's like, I don't know, 30,000 people around the world, previous intelligence members that are members of this group, and they all help each other find jobs. Anyway, about a year ago, the CIA bought for money this LinkedIn group because it had so many members of people all within the you know intelligence industry around the world that they could access. And so they paid him money to now manage this LinkedIn group. And that made me think, I yeah. need to start a LinkedIn group locally. <laughs> Get a bunch of people to right. join, make it valuable and good niche market, and maybe oh, something will come of it. That's that's incredible. Are you able to start your own group even with a free profile? Um, I have started uh, two or three groups, so mm-hmm. you can start a group with a free profile. Okay. Very cool. I love that. You you mentioned how many groups now are you a part of? Uh, right now I'm a part of like 40 40. Wow. And I still and you, have 10 more to go because I mean, I'm still, I'm still working through that. I'm doing the free because every recommendation to make money always starts with, well, pay for this first. And right. so LinkedIn is one of those things that for $149 a month or 199 a month to some people, that is a lot per month just yeah. to be a member of LinkedIn if they're not doing anything with it. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, you can you can join groups and actually participate in at least ten for right. every thirty days. Mm-hmm. So you can add more, and you can start a group on your own. That doesn't require any money. You're exactly right. Start with the free, and then if you find it valuable, you know, keep keep working. I mean, because you're up to you still got ten more groups that you can be a part of. If you find it valuable, if you test it out over a period of time, find it valuable, and you're seeing a huge increase in sales, then there's always you know, there's always the option to reinvest some of that, the some of the profits back into that because you're seeing such a return and it could be even more beneficial. But start with the free, you know, the free account first and uh, just get started with that. Now, then, you, um, well, I was going to ask you, you mentioned something really important earlier. I, I just want to clarify on the groups. Obviously, you're looking for engagement and you're looking for people that really are congruent. They, I mean, they they kind of fit an ideal client for you so obviously one's investors you got the chinese investors what are some other potential groups on linkedin that you saw were uh valuable and uh you know these are all b2b type groups are there other industries outside of investors that you've tapped into you know these groups that have been beneficial actually the you know the investor groups a lot of people go on to the investor groups because that seems to be the hot spot right okay but what i think is lacking that i started doing just in the last three four months since profinder came out which of course profinder basically sought me out and then contacted me and said we would like we would like you to be a member of profinder i still think you know hundreds of thousands of people have no idea what profinder is Mm -hmm. um but, you know, in certain cities, they're opening this up for people to bid on contracts. And then if your profile is filled out completely and if you have at least three recommendations in your profile and if you have at least one to three posts, then the ProFinder, LinkedIn ProFinder group will add you, ask you to be added to the ProFinder. And so within the first week of being added to ProFinder, I got two requests for listings. 
Oh. And it's, you know, it's basically, prof- it's called ProFinder, and it allows you to have your profile, which only includes three things on the profile, on the ProFinder site, which is your bio, mm-hmm. your recommendations, mm-hmm. and your post, which is why they require those. So when people look at their profile and they only have like one recommendation, you have to have at least three to be in this group. Right. And it's just a group of professionals that when people, you know, if they need, if they, they're soliciting a business, they inquire for like a new project to be done. And mm. if it's for, I need to sell my house, whatever it is, if you're solicited as for a new job, you respond right away. The first five people, businesses that respond to the person who has the project or the need, um, get notified. So if I want someone to sell my home and I go on to this, the area and I say, you know, then then I, Cheryl Spangler, will be notified along with all the other people in the area. The first five to respond to this client um, are at least your responses seen. Right. And then from the, from the first five to come in, the client looking to sell their home can choose which one they want. Wow. I love that. That's really cool. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, you know, a year ago I said, well, I want 20, I really want 25% of my business to come from Lincoln. I didn't know at the time ProFinder was coming out. Mm-hmm. And that, that is like in itself, like that's how I want to get the business. I want to, I'm on this ProFinder site, which is in subsidiary of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Nothing but professionals. Bids come out. I, as long as I'm responsive and always near my phone to respond within two seconds, a minute, because I'm obsessive that way then I'll be one of the first five to respond. And then depending on what you respond with, they'll either contact you or one of the other five people. How about that? So you're, you're right. You, you, one of your goals was to uh, really uh, work towards about 25 to 30%. So where are you right now in terms of that? I mean, what would, what percentage would you say are you getting uh, business from being a part of LinkedIn? I'm still working on it. Uh, definitely every angle I can trying to improve I would say the one Chinese deal alone. Well, I met so many people through the investor groups that has been that is going to be lucrative. Right. The Chinese deal alone was a forty million dollar offer, but not a commission. I mean, the commission on that was like eight hundred thousand. Yes. That was still not bad. (laughs) That was ridiculously significant. So I would say right now. It's only been one deal. And that was one, I mean, one deal generate, you know, an $800,000 commission. So I think that's, that was more than worth, you know, the time and effort in LinkedIn. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's totally worth it. So now I'm thinking to myself that for individual deals for, for specific to real estate, I think that uh, people, I'm going on to LinkedIn looking for groups that aren't investors, but more like there's groups for everything. So let's just use firemen as an example. Mm-hmm. All the firehouses in a particular area, all the firemen and women within a particular state or area, Northern Virginia, let's say, they're on a group. Yeah. And they just communicate regarding themselves and their industry. So I would say as a person on LinkedIn, what I am what I do is I think about every aspect of my life. Sure. Am I a single mom? Yep. Do I like fitness? I mean, all my things, and I join a group that I have something in relate, you know, related to those people. That's a good point. But they're not. It's not. Yeah, it's not another business. Yeah. And so I joined a fitness group mm-hmm. and um, like a you know bodybuilding, and then like a cycling, 
or the firemen because I've just helped a lot of people that way. But just to be careful when you're on there, not to solicit your business. Right. And do it in a way that, again, it's kind of like once you're connected with these groups, they receive your news feed. Then it's all about what you're yeah. posting. And that's a good point because you start to engage with people who have common interests. You know, you go back to that in the principles of influence. They talk about the liking principle, which is, you know, a lot of times we do business with people we know, like and trust. And, and they we, we develop some similar interest. And so that kind of builds trust being in, in groups like that. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to join groups where they've gone back and looked at my profile and they come back and say, I'm sorry, you know, you don't have anything in your profile that is related to us. Right. So that does maybe go back to the drawing board and say, all right, let me, you know, they probably know that I'm probably going to come in as a real estate person and just possibly try to solicit. So I just try to engage with people that I would engage with regardless of whether I have anything to help them with. Right. So you've, uh, you've really, I'd say from what you've done on LinkedIn, you have a lot of experience just over the last year or so. Now you're, you're actually in the process. You mentioned earlier that you're in the process of uh, putting a lot of these tips, a lot of these strategies that you've used on LinkedIn together in the form of a book. And, um, if you could share a little bit about that, I know it's not ready yet, but you're, you're planning to publish this soon. I mean, I've, um, yes, I want to have it done by the October 15 of this year. Mm-hmm. And the book itself is more than LinkedIn. So, I mean, I myself have watched every video I can find on YouTube, every video I can find on anything related to building your business on LinkedIn right. first. First, I, and some of them were very, very helpful. And some of them were just fill out your profile. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there, I've downloaded cheat sheets on, you know, there's this titled cheat sheet. If you just Google cheat sheets for LinkedIn, you'll find a couple. I even posted that on my, on a, as a post. All that really said was who's typically on LinkedIn and why would you want to connect with people? Yeah. So I might just make it like a downloadable right. thing and not, not the book. But the book itself, I have titled How I Earned $17 million in 12 Months. And one of the strategies was focusing on LinkedIn yeah. because I mean if you just Google the top 20 billionaires Mm -hmm. just as an example I mean I've messed around with searching for hours they're on LinkedIn and even like um, I don't say Bill Gates as an example but I mean I'm just very active on LinkedIn himself and his wife so Mm -hmm. I mean LinkedIn is more than just a resume. It's connecting with everyone you want to connect with. And if you have 20 people you want to connect with um, and you can't get them to accept you because you're not, you know, mutual friends enough, yeah. then then I just start by going, finding, I just start Googling the assistant to that person and I friend them. They always accept you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a great strategy. You know, or the, the accountant in the company this guy works at. So then when you go to request the person you really want, they see you have one mutual person in common and they accept it. So, yeah, that brings up a good point because I was going to mention, you know, you have to be, in order to connect with someone, you have to send out a connection a connection request. And a lot of times, you know, it's a, if, a, if it's someone that's out of your, I guess, out of your connection group in and, and LinkedIn, then they may not they may not f- connect with you back unless you're associated with somebody that's close to them. So that's a great strategy, you know, an assistant or somebody that works for them. 
I think that really does help in, uh, in in reaching out and building that bridge there. Yeah, either that or I Google the email address for the person because when you go to request an invite, they uh, ask for the someone, yeah, either, they, yeah. <laughs> they ask for the email address. email address. That's a good that's a good strategy. Googling the uh, the email address. Of course, it does have to be. I, I assume it has to be the one that they've used to set up their. Uh, their LinkedIn profile. Yes, it does. But yeah. most of them you can find. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to initially connect with Tony Robbins because I have been to his firewalking seminar, mm-hmm. weekend retreat, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Well, he received so many requests. It's oh, just I'm shut sure. Down. Yeah. So I thought, well, his son does speaking, and he's hot to trot speaking all over the place, and yeah. he's just kind of taken over the motivational business with, with Tony. Mm-hmm. So I connected with him, no problem. And then Tony accepted my connection. So I'm like, there's a way. That's great. <laughs> so how often do you recommend, you know, people that are starting to, uh, you know, create content, start to post content? I mean, what's a good rule of thumb? Once a week, you know, posting an article, how often do you make it a practice of, uh, of posting out some good content, good articles and tips on, uh, on LinkedIn? I would say more than three times a day is way too much. I was doing too much in the beginning. I think once a week as a post to stay consistent mm-hmm. and try to use some kind of, you know, other third-party program to add LinkedIn to post updates. So updates are like status updates. Right. If you're posting a status update once or twice a week and a post once a week, that's enough. What's the I mean, uh, what's yeah. the third party platform for posting not only to LinkedIn but also to uh, I don't know if you use Twitter uh, but also Facebook yeah. and all of that. My thing right now is to master Twitter because I want to get business from Twitter, and that yeah. means going very local, local. Yeah. Um, but I use a program called PageModo. P-A-G-E-M-O-D-O. and. I just post to uh, LinkedIn, my business, Facebook, and Twitter. So the three. And that helps because, because you, you know, just make one post yeah. and it goes out to all three. Do you kind of space those out or how do, you, how do you typically set that up? Yeah, typically on Sunday, I will set up the posts for the next 14 days. Okay. So on Sunday of, you know, one week, I'll post to PageMoto enough posts. Probably, I actually post twice a day. Right which are not doing official LinkedIn posts. Mm-hmm. So they're just updates to Facebook and uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. But And you can also, from PageMoto, you can do multiple business accounts. So if you have three business accounts and one personal profile, you can post to as many business accounts and profiles within Facebook, right. Twitter, and right. LinkedIn. But, yeah, I do set it up to post at noon and 3 so that I catch the people on the West Coast who are just waking up at 9 yeah. and noon. And I'd post at noon and three every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at this, what you've done, and you know, seventeen million, um, you know, just from changing directions and getting started towards LinkedIn. You know, from from a business standpoint, it's well worth the investment of time and effort. And uh, you've definitely laid out some some strategies. Anything else, uh, uh, you know, outside of you know, posting valuable content getting engaged with some group, you know, some of the groups on LinkedIn. Uh, any other things that you might share before we uh, before we wrap up today that people can utilize and implement? Um, I would say for LinkedIn, what people don't expect is for you to actually contact them because everyone kind of keeps a distance with, like I would say, most social networks, it's all about shoving information to them. Right. But with the first three months when I said, okay, 
I need to do this and I need to, you know, something has to be in person. Right. So I found out, you know, I looked at all the people I'm connected to. So for the first three months, I picked up the phone and called people in my local area, whether they were related to real estate or not, a lender, a person, an accountant, a financial advisor, someone that I saw was in my local, you know, drivable distance, made an appointment for a coffee appointment once mm-hmm. a week, met them face to face. If I called two or three people to get them to say, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to network. And my call would be, hi, I'm Cheryl Spangler with Ford's Real Estate Group. And I noticed that we're connected on LinkedIn, but we've never spoke. And I'm kind of weeding out people and adding new people. Sure. And I'd love to talk, and talk about how I can help you with your business. Right. Yeah. And I've gotten at that call actually myself, but it went like, hi, my name's John. I'd like to meet with you for coffee to find out how you can help me with my business. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically like, he got deleted. And then, um, so when I, when I made the call, I was like, you know, this, and I would say, my business plan this year is to help more people. Right. So I want to meet with you, I want to meet you for coffee, 10 minutes, and let's, see if there's anything I can do to help you with your business. And yeah. I met with someone every week for three months, and I think that was huge. Wow. And it was from LinkedIn, you know, my connection. Worth that investment of time, yeah. Well, Cheryl, this has been fantastic. I really do appreciate you uh, joining me today and sharing some of your uh, some of your insight. And I want to encourage people to uh, who really aren't engaged in LinkedIn a whole lot and are in a similar profession or they may be in real estate or they may be in, I don't care what profession you're in. If your goal is to connect with other business owners and you're B2B, it makes sense. And, um, you know, so if you're a, if you're an attorney, if you're, uh, an accountant, uh, CPA, I don't care what, uh, what profession you're in, it, it certainly makes sense to, uh, to not only have a profile on LinkedIn, but also to be, uh, implementing some of the strategies that uh, Cheryl's been sharing with me today on the show. And Cheryl, I want to thank you again for uh, for doing this, taking the time out. You're welcome. You're welcome. I just I wanted to add one more thing. Yeah, please. And it was and it and it's that I even have taken this to the point where, you know, as a, as we all have children and are all trying to like get into college mm-hmm. or whatever at some point, and you only have to be 14 years old to get profiled and start and join LinkedIn. Right. And at 14, so I have my son and daughter who are now 14 joined, and I know because I am searching colleges and apps and grants and scholarships that they're now going on LinkedIn as one of their number one things. Other than to monitor your other social networks for positive and negative things, mm-hmm. they're going on LinkedIn. That's so, I mean, a fantastic even for your kids, strategy. Yeah. It's good to start young. That's great. I didn't realize 14. I, had, I, I was assuming it was around maybe 17 or 18 or something, but they can start as early as 14. That's fantastic because they're getting, uh, prior to those college years, they can get, uh, they can get a little edge, you know, and not only getting into school, but if they're on LinkedIn and they're serious about it in college, they could be uh, kind of preparing themselves for, uh, you know, life after college. Yeah. Volunteering and stuff, whatever Absolutely. they're contributing to the community. Right. Right. That's fantastic. Great strategy. Well, fantastic. So if you could share your business, where can people find, uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, let people know where they can find more about you and uh, in your business as well. Well, of course they can go on LinkedIn and see more of everything, but yep. um, 
so, so my LinkedIn uh, is Cheryl Spangler, mm-hmm. but otherwise my website is uh, ForbesGroup.com, and it's F-O-R-B-E-V Group.com. Okay, very good. And again, uh, that is, uh, if you're on LinkedIn, uh, look up Cheryl, uh, and that's uh, S-P-A-N-G-L-E-R, Spangler. That's how that's spelled, and we'll have a link on our show page this week when we get this posted we'll have links to your not only your linkedin but your website and uh some of your other social media profiles as well cheryl thank you thank you so much for having me on yeah this has been a pleasure it's been my pleasure having you on and i look forward to uh keep me posted please when you um you know you have this i don't know if you're gonna if it's gonna be a a, a you know a, a physical book or ebook or, or so forth but please keep us posted and we'll uh, be sure to uh, share this once you have it out. We'll be sure to share the link to it because I know. Is it? Do you intend this to be specifically for you know real estate agents and brokers, or is this going to be for anyone in business? This book that you're putting out. No, oh, uh, the book is for anyone. Uh, it just okay. happens to be my story of going sure. from nothing to something by creating it beforehand. Um, but yes, no, it's for it. any industry or anyone trying to create their own reality from a place of what they feel is despair to a place, uh, place of abundance. I love it. And share that title again, because I, I tell you, that's a, that's a killer title. Um, how I uh, went from 17, uh, <laughs> I don't think the title. It's how I made 17 million in 12 months. Well, that's easy enough right there. I, I think that's going to be the title of my uh, post this week that you're on. Because <laughs> that will, uh, that, that title or, you know, that title or that, uh, that blog post will uh, definitely uh, raise some attention. And uh, I love that. So I want people to learn more about your story. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to sharing this episode. And when it's ready in a couple of days, we'll be sharing the link with you and uh, sending it over your way so you can uh, hopefully share as well and look forward to getting this out and hopefully helping some people as they uh, engage in LinkedIn and use it for their business. That is great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks so much again. And I hope you have a great week and look forward to uh, staying in touch. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks.